Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 396 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome. In this episode, I chat to Zoran Stanek of Maxim Games about their high-level strategy game, Klotzen Panzer Battles. Not often we feature games like this on The Sausage Factory. This is a very deep and quite complex strategy combat game set in World War II. And you can play either the Axis or the Allies. And it really does a great job of modelling the complexities and difficulties of mounting various military campaigns with a mechanised infantry. Because that's what it really focuses on. Hence the Panzer Battles thing. And it does it in such a way that it makes it more approachable once you understand the intricacies that I've just described, they appreciate them, I should say. Once you get into that and realise that you need all these things and these points and these resources in order to actually mobilise troops, and if they're not properly fed and if they not, haven't got the ammunition, then they just stop moving, they just stop doing anything because they can't do anything. It really does a great job of modelling this. And I had a great time chatting to Zoran about all these different aspects of making a game that's about a very, very serious subject and somewhat topical, I'm afraid, if you get my meaning. So, without further ado, let's listen to me from the recent past talk to Zoran about Clots and Panzer Battles. Chris, take it away. Zoran! Hi. Who are you and what do you do? 
Uh, I'm Zoran Stanic, and uh, for the past uh, few years, I've been uh, working on a game uh, called uh, Clots and Panzer Battles, which is, uh, let's say, a strategy slash operational uh, turn based uh, World War II uh, game. And uh, it's been released uh, about uh, three weeks uh, uh, from now. And uh, right now, uh, we are working in, um, you know, uh, making the game better. And uh, yeah, that final way. polish, that final bit of yeah. polish. Yeah. And uh, you're you're the sole creator. Or is there a team of you? Or is it just on your on your on your on your, on your Todd, so to speak? Uh, it's um, team effort, oh. definitely. Uh, uh, but uh, basically, uh, most of the people that uh, actually all the, the work, uh, the people that worked on it, uh, did it uh, part time. So nice. let's say uh, it, it's been quite a big team, uh, but not that many work hours per month. Let's say so uh, full time. It's it's only me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, how did you make your start? Making video games, then, Zora. Uh It was basically uh, garage to to you know s- something bigger. So uh, the base idea came uh, simply. Uh, I I had this. Um, I don't know if I would say enormous creative energy, but uh, creative energy that wanted to come out. You know. Just, let's say it like that. So, uh, basically, just uh, I, I wanted to create something um, uh, new, and uh, it started as a let's say let's see if I can do this project right, and uh, it uh, came to a uh, you know point where I, I, I either needed to uh, scrap it or uh, go into it full time and. Uh, I took a deep breath, you know, uh, and and went into it f- uh, full time. Yeah, it's a, a point of no return. So this is yeah. really your 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 um, your first title. What what a, what a game, everyone! Um, at the time of recording, Thanks. it's three weeks away. But by the time this podcast is out, you can get it because you know we're we'll be talking to you people from the future. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, what an achievement because the interface and you're providing it we're going to delve into this in the second half but the amount of information you have to tell the player is not small and yeah you've done a lot to try to make sure that they're not overwhelmed but we'll talk about that later but yeah it's uh that you you've definitely taken on something quite formidable in fact you almost went against the grain of general school of thought of game creation never take on a massive like uh, epic title just do something simple first and then build up to what you've got here but you went nah nah <laughs> uh, it was uh, actually you know uh, one of the things that i would uh, change if i could uh, turn back time you know it's uh, definitely um a thing that uh, uh, we can we can get into that later why mm. it had to be done like this yeah, but yeah. Uh, i definitely uh would have uh, first uh, made uh sort of like um test uh, mm. pro- test project and then uh, then go uh, full in yeah i think the, the 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 idea being is that the 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 act of creation whether you know it might not have nothing to do 
with the game you eventually want to make. But just the act of designing and creating something, that in of itself is, is a feat and it should be recognised. And uh, it, the, the mental acumen to do it is difficult to, to, to grasp until you actually try it and do it yourself. Uh, and uh, that's really what, that's that's where that's coming from. You know, you can make a, a version of Pong that has flowers and stuff. I don't know. But at least you've made something and it's a game that's functional. And that is a milestone in of itself. Okay, but, um, you know, these sentences usually come from... I mean, uh, I have a feeling that you know what you're talking about. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I, I don't know if if you know if we can cover it in this podcast, but I would like to hear it uh, if if we can. Yeah, it's just really the the act of because I, I mean, I'm looking to do this myself, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> the show is not about me. But <laughs> okay. it's really the the act of um, the, 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 that making that hurdle because creating game creation is an art. And um, to be actually be able to just like any art or like form of creation, um, starting simple is the best way to actually grow and emerge to something more complex. Um, and uh, but you know, Zoran, you've shot for the stars and you've you've hit, but I suspect it took a lot of effort uh, to get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I have words. You know uh, what, what I. Th- thought would uh, require to finish the game and what it re- actually did require yeah it's it's you know order of magnitude probably indeed, indeed. so my next question and i did say earlier that it's going to get more difficult and this one is quite difficult to answer maybe because it's something you may not have thought about much or maybe it is maybe it is this ah, thing that anchors uh, cur- curse time coming yeah it could be could be maybe not what are your biggest influences as a creator? What's the thing that uh, you find yourself being drawn to that uh, triggers your creative juices? Okay, great question. Um, there's there's actually a few things. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I like to say first is uh, boredom. You know, uh, this this game was actually product partly out of boredom. I was uh, playing a game that I, uh, you know, consider near perfection uh, regarding game design and everything. That's Panzer uh, General, right? And I was sort of like playing it over and over again because there was pretty much nothing else there. And uh, I, I wanted to create something that is similar, but... Uh, uh, that uh, let's say uh, offers uh, changes some things that I you know felt um, uh, were needed for a World War II title uh, to to uh, describe the the war in in the right way and uh, also to have replayability to actually uh, you know so, so you can do what I did uh, play it over and over again and, and then not get bored. You know, so it was sort of like uh, one part of it was uh, desperation, but that was, let's say, just an initial uh, spark. But uh, what I also wanted to do is um, uh, make make something that uh, uh, I, I felt that other games uh, had some uh, flaws that I wanted to do 
better. Uh, some things were, for example, uh, supply system, how air works and everything. But uh, let's say in my uh, arrogance, I also <laughs> wanted to create the best uh, AI in the world, you know. Uh, and uh, I think in some aspects, I, I managed to do very good AI, but, um, you know, I had the ambition to, to make it more human-like, uh, to say make go to maybe 40 percent of the feeling of playing against a human player uh i i didn't uh, accomplish that you know i i spent a lot of time uh banging on the ai and uh you know it's uh it's still not what i uh envisioned it would be you know no it's it's very 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 difficult because human beings being the way they are yeah erratic creatures that you know, when when you play against him, you're like, what are you doing that for? What? Why? That makes no sense. That makes, oh, no, you've made it a feint. They're really good at making things that aren't real seem real. They, they're they great at sort of distracting you, I've found. Playing against another human being, typically I find in a strategy game, whether it be the classic, of course, the all-time classic being chess, when you think they've got a, they're, they're going on with a certain pattern, when it turns out they're not, they're going to with another one, but they're creating a feint. Um, computer AI can do that. It can do it. But sometimes it follows it so slavishly that it's obvious what it's doing. Yes, yes. That's that's the... Uh, it's simply, you know, uh, so many... Actually, you know what kills you? Um, edge cases. Mm. You know, you, you mm. simply can't possibly imagine how many edge cases that you, no. uh, as a human, don't, you know, it's obvious to you, yeah, you yeah. Know, but, but you really need to account for them in the code, and, and that's, uh, you know, uh, too much for one, one guy team, really. Yeah, you're hiding to nothing, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's fine, that's fine. I mean, you've done a very, very good job of simulating as best you can within the, the resources and time you have available. And that's fine. Thank you. Uh, I think you know, compared to other games, it's it's solid. It's just mm. you know, when when I uh, um, uh, you know go back to what I uh, you know had the ambition of achieving, uh, it, it's not that. It's mm. just you know uh, uh, solid, but uh, it could be improved. <laughs> so that's a great way to finish that sentence because my sen- my my I'm feeling from you is that. It's improvement. That's your influence, is to improve what is already there. You're not going to reinvent the wheel, but to take what you loved and love, present tense, but say, you know what, I can actually make this better if they just focused on this bit, if they actually fleshed this out properly, not hand-wave it, because this is important. And that's what I get from Klotz and Panzer Battles, is that you you said, no, let's not just you know dance over this and not think that's important. It may be quite dry, but it's vital because if this doesn't happen, then all everything else you've got in place falls to pieces. But I'm going ahead of myself and we're going to delve into that in in, in second half. But that's that's really, really great to hear that is that, yes, your driver or your trigger was, as you say, boredom in a like facetious way. But really it was about taking something you have a great affection for and still see the flaws in it. And go, you know what? I can do a better job of this, and that's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, there is also one story uh, with Klotzen. Is um, I actually also wanted to make it um, sort of like um, 
let's say uh, two games in one similar to maybe total war right uh, to have a strategic overlay and also have operational level uh, with, yes. with uh, scenarios uh, in, very quickly i realized that you know i don't have resources to pull that off and uh, so we we went into um, just the operational level which uh, probably saved the game yeah in the, in the long run. well you yeah. say just Anyway, again, we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But uh, the next question then, and this one's a little bit tricky as well, but I think I might know the answer to this. I don't know. Who knows? Here we go. What video game developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Um, uh, can I just go with, with the uh, tried uh, answer, Sid Meier? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, we Kane and Rince featured an episode of about Civilization One and Two. Um, yeah. We did both because they kind of they were released very close to each other, um, but they are, you know, one one is hard to play. I'm going to say nowadays it's not it's not good. I played it on my Amiga about three or four months ago. And it's like so, uh, but the MP yeah. you could see the the kernel. Of thought there with what Sid was doing, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, is it just Civilization or his other titles like Colonization? I actually, no, he didn't do that one, but uh, no, I, yeah. I would, uh, uh, you know, uh, if he just pulled uh, Civilization, he mm. would be great and everything, but also Pirates, yeah, you know, yeah, there it is. I would not uh, Colonization, but anything, but these two, you know, coming from the one person, mm. incredible, Absolutely it is, incredible. yeah, good shout, Sid Meier, yeah, I still. I still remember when I played it. All those it's thirty years now. That game is. Oh, it's best not think about it. But I still remember sitting there for hours on end, desperately trying to fight off a certain nation that started it. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I had nothing. Why did you start shooting at me? I didn't. I was just here on this little island, and then you got all aggressive. What's that about? And then, like hundreds of years later, there's this massive conflagration of destruction, <laughs> just because they started it. Anyway, but no, Siv, extraordinary, extraordinary game. And and yeah, and Sid Meier, we've got a lot to thank for him. And he's he's he shared his wisdom for many years. He's written texts and guides, and he really does share his knowledge of game design with others. So that's something to be applauded. Yeah, absolutely. He just seems like a wonderful person. So, yeah. So, last question of the first half. And it's something I have to ask you because we're a podcast about video games. And if I didn't ask you, it would be a bit weird. So, here we go. And it's good to know that you aren't living in a bubble, really. What are you playing right now, Zoran? <laughs> um, okay, this will be a great answer. Uh, I mean, uh, cr uh, not great, uh, strange answer. Uh, I actually um, uh, am at, at at a point in life where um, I'm uh, taking uh, either a pause or stopping playing altogether. All uh, right. Yeah. Um, it's. Um, uh, as as I said, um, I have. Um, uh, I think I have. Okay, it's hard to say for yourself, you know, uh, without sounding too weird. But uh, uh, I have this uh, uh, need to create. Right. 
and um, playing games uh, was uh, you know I, I have a family I have I'm a father of two right mm, okay and uh, you know if you want to be a decent father you know if you want to be there as a husband uh, if you want to create something I I simply discovered that there isn't enough time no. in a day. For right. for playing, uh, let me. Um, um, uh, okay, uh, so uh, let's say a month ago, mm. right? Uh, it would be uh, Age of Empires four. Okay, yeah. Uh, because my brother uh, likes to play it, so it was sort of like uh, socializing, and of course, I I simply like it. And uh, yeah, it's a good game. It did a good job of re- reimagining it. Well. Not reimagining, yeah. but extending the. I mean, who knew? No one knew that was going to happen. You know, Age of Empires four. Surely not. But they did. They did. They bravely yeah. stood up and said, "No, let's make it." I uh, wholeheartedly second that. Uh, I, I was so surprised. You know, mm. I was I was uh, looking at uh, the uh, trailers and uh, talk, and I was meh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what's this? You know, I, uh, I can yeah. play t- two. You know, fancy graphics and everything. But when you start playing it in in uh, you know uh, multiplayer, it's simply I don't know. They they did something to make it. Uh, uh, I actually know what they did. They uh, they did it much more uh, tug of war. You know, it's oh, much harder right. to yeah to to maintain momentum. So y- you win one battle, but you y- you will get defeated in the se- second one. Yeah, you, know? you can and win a battle, but not the war. That's yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it happens fifty times during the match in in Age yeah. of Empires. Two, you had probably just one big battle, and yeah. if you won that one, you you were there. Yeah. So they did something to make it maybe slow down. I don't know unit production or slow down moving mm. across the map. I don't know uh, many things, but uh, it, it's much more uh, dynamic right yeah, now yeah. and very hard to achieve decisive results. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I, I... That's a good answer, and your, your your point about taking a pause, and uh, because you want to share the time with your family and, and stuff. That's absolutely, yeah, absolutely fine. Of course, it is, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I hope it's a pause because you know, might find time to to do something because there's always going to be something. But yeah, uh, you know, you're right. Right now, you just think, yeah, not not not, not right now. Nothing's really nothing's really speaking to me, and anything that does speak to me takes five hundred hours of your time, which you just don't have. And I get that. I get that. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Um, you probably uh, if you play, you probably play on Steam, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you you can see how many hours you spent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, I don't know the the games that I spent most time in uh, uh, recently were probably Battle Brothers. You probably haven't heard about that one. It's very hardcore, uh, turn based, uh, uh, and very very hard. But uh, uh, you know, uh, because it's very hard, it's very um challenging you you want to say okay i blew this one but i will repeat uh, next time better you know and everything yeah 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 gotcha. so th- th- that's one uh maybe i don't know well the this this is uh, the one that i played the most recently nice nice yeah i mean um actually i've actually got a steam deck which is which is amazing 
So, you know, being able to commute while playing games, Steam games, is amazing. Because, you know, vast library is now available to me on this extraordinary device, which is a bit heavy. But it's, it's good, but it's a bit heavy. And it gets a bit warm when you use it. But it's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, well, let's end of the first half. There you go. Okay. You made it. Well done. <laughs> and uh, let's move on to the second half now. Well, Hopefully we are... with more curses. Oh, uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> Where we uh, delve deep into Klotzen Panzer Battles. So, Zoran, before we delve deep into Clots and Panzer Battles, I'd like you, in your own words, um, to tell us what you think Clots and Panzer Battles is. Okay. Uh, I would say it's a um, pretty uh, hardcore, um, a bit retro uh, strategy game for... Uh, let's say mostly for for seasoned players. So uh, for players that played similar games and uh, want uh, an extra challenge and extra content. Okay. So and uh, I would say that it has a challenging AI. Although uh, I you know I read the reviews and no one has ever mentioned it. Which no. is- <laughs> but to flesh it out a little bit more, it is a hex-based top-down grand strategy game. Maybe no, it's more of a strategy game because grand strategy implies a 4x aspect of it, which it is not. It is a simulation of World War Two, from actually just before World War Two, because it goes into the Spanish Civil War as evidence of how uh, Germany rose to, to power uh, in that period up until 1945. 
and um, and it just deals with um, well, you can play as allies as well, to be clear. But um, it's really um, a simulation of the theatres of war that occurred, or the, the battles that occurred during that that that, that period from about nineteen thirty six right to forty five. And um, you are you are a general. You take control over a, gen, over a general, and uh, this general then has to secure supplies and units. They gain reputation, and that reputation or influence is then used as a form of currency for them to then build up right. their army and build and become this you know formidable general. Hopefully, they start yeah. off with very sort of like embryonic, and then they grow and grow and they become. You know, Rommel. <laughs> well, is yeah. that a good example? Maybe not. Sorry. Anyway, sorry everyone if I offended anyone. But you know, it's what a notable general. There you go. He he certainly knew some things, but not he was good at some things, not others, as any human being would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and or Patton. You know, he, he he was good in some aspects, but not in others. Um, but um, that's really what. Panzer Battles is, and I you know you said it's for like people who are seasoned and stuff. Well, I came from it. I never played Hearts of Iron. Okay, I've never played Panzer General. I haven't. I haven't played board games. Okay, of, of you know tactical and story strategy board games set in World War Two. Okay. I've played those. I never played games on the video game because I was playing those with tabletop. So it's much more of a social thing, one on one between. Maybe not one on one. It would be three on one or. But you'd have multiple players using big sort of theatre of war. So that spoke to me. So I understood it from that aspect. Okay. But for but... me, I, I didn't really, I haven't really experienced it on a computer format. So I was very excited to experience that because I thought, how does it compare, Zoran? How does it compare? And it compares quite well. Okay. My, my knowledge of feeding that and a lot of my questions are anchored around this okay because my understanding of how these work it's quite elegant what you've done in some aspects here and that's the best word i can come up with when describing how you the interface and how it works it's quite good so my first design question then now that's all understood by the audience that that's what we're talking about. That's the type of game we're talking about. And it certainly isn't for everyone. But then again, I always say this, what game is for everyone? Yeah. Apart yeah. from Mario sixty four. <laughs> but what game is for everyone? You know, it doesn't work. So there is a significant emphasis in Klotz and Panzer Battles on logistics. Logistics okay. meaning getting food and supplies to the troops and getting the troops into or units or whatever you're doing to a place where they can then commit. There is more effort spent around that than anything else. You know, the actual act of committing combat is quite, is in terms of time spent, it's probably in the region of, 70 to 80 percent setting things up before yeah. you actually commit. Now, I want to ask you this because this is runs counter to most other games of this ilk. They, they generally hand wave it. I don't want you to go into the minutiae too much of all this, you know, setting things up, making sure everyone's got supplies, making sure no one is cut off. 
Whereas you, and what well, I say, I say you in your design with clots and panzer battles, went, no, no, no. If you, if, 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 a, if an army or a unit or whatever is cut off, they can't move. They can't do anything. <laughs> That's it. They, yeah. They're not going to do anything because they can't because they're cut off. That's the point. I wonder what the question is this, and I'm leading to this question. It's very important. What have you done in the design of uh, clots and panzer battles to tell to inform the player that this is how this game works that they must look after this what have you done in the design to alert them generally to make sure that this is the emphasis of this game mm-hmm. um, uh, it's um, mostly about uh, uh, uh initial uh, scenarios right so right. Uh, right. You, you have uh, the, uh, the the whole point uh, of uh, why the game is starting in uh, 1936 uh, i would say um, half of it was because i wanted to show how important uh, the combat experience was at the start of uh, world war 2 and why germans fared so well you know i think that's that's an overlooked uh part but it's not uh, part of the of the answer so i'll skip that uh another part uh, was simply to um uh, show the player that he can't wage war without it right so the the whole uh, the first map uh is uh, sort of like um uh, it's not called the tutorial but actually it's uh, it, it was uh, designed as a tutorial yeah, uh, yeah, into into let's say uh, basic uh, aspects which would be you know moving army and keep the army supplied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know in um, uh, okay maybe uh, I don't know in how many details I can uh, get into because uh, uh, people listening to this were have not played the no. uh, Toledo it's... campaign. But basically, let me quickly describe it. Uh, so it starts with the first day of uh, Spanish Civil War and. Uh, Basically, what uh, it was very uh, situation in the beginning was very uh, uh, balanced, and what tipped the scales was uh, Army of Africa, uh, that was uh, nationalist uh, troops that were uh, being transported uh, to the mainland uh, by using uh, German planes, uh, transport planes. Uh, so. Uh, the idea of that map is uh, to uh, move the part of the troops uh, uh, by air, thereby learning how to uh, do that, uh, and later uh, to uh, start and uh, r- uh, liberate or conquer, whatever you call it, uh, uh, in, from German perspective, uh, uh, clear the uh, supply line, uh, railroad uh, supply yeah. line that, that needs to uh, uh, keep your army supplied uh, in order to reach Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, there's there's also some uh, note uh, of that in uh, tutorial, you know, keep your s- supplies open and everything. But uh, basically, it's uh, the, the map in s- itself it is designed that if you uh, fail to do so, you will not finish it and you won't be able to progress into other uh, maps. And uh, hopefully that, that's enough, you know, to, to uh, educate the player. Absolutely. I think 
does the map is designed in such a way, laid out in such a way, it's like, well, yeah, you need to free up the train lines, otherwise you're never going to get these troops anywhere. Yeah. You have to slowly, you have to create a front line. That's the point. You know, you can't yeah. dive in. Yes, you can put troops in behind enemy lines, and that's that's it can be possible, but it's not advisable because yeah. they, they quickly become isolated and, well, wiped out. Next question. And this sort of engaged with the, the first one, really, but I want to talk about combat now. So when engaging in combat between units in clots and panzer battles, um, there's there's some numbers being crunched. Yeah, quite and a lot. Quite a lot of numbers, and there's lots of stats between each. There's like three, four stats, I can't remember now. But it's very important that you sort of watch those stats and... I just want to know what level of detail have you gone into to determine the outcome between these two sides and how much inverted commas dice rolling is going on to determine the the victor between the two sides because again this is coming from a board game experience normally when combat is engaged sometimes dice are rolled or some other random aspect is called into play to ensure that even one side is, you know, stronger in inverted commas than the other. There's still a possibility that they will actually um, do the other side will actually do more harm than to the other. That kind of thing, just allowing for the un- unpredictable. What, what have you done, really? What really what I'm trying to get at is what how much of number crunching is going on between those? Just you moving two icons against each other. Ooh, uh, <laughs> it, it could be a long answer, uh, and I probably will forget a few things. I mean, th- there's uh, really a lot of factors. Let mm. me let me just uh, uh, t- okay. Basically, what you have uh, in the end yeah. are two numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you've got uh, attack and you've got uh, defense. Yes. Uh, if they are equal, then uh, 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 defending side or uh, the side that is taking damage uh, takes thirty-five uh, percent uh, uh, damage, right? Right. Right. And uh, the modifiers are uh, basically uh, defenders attack. Uh, def- uh, uh, sorry, attackers attack, defenders yeah. de- defense. Okay, th- this is pretty normal. Uh, you have. Uh, terrain that comes into play in, in uh, uh, different aspects so you you have uh, terrain defense uh, you have um, something that uh, Panzer general introduced that is uh, closed terrain which uh, I, I whenever I describe it I describe it as di- that scene uh, from saving private Ryan when they uh, infantry swarms the tank right yeah so basically if tanks comes into uh, a terrain that is uh, not open terrain uh, it it is very vulnerable from flanking attacks and stuff like yeah. that so uh, basically you know if you have tanks in anything that is not open terrain uh, their defense is modified and mm. it gets a very large penalty uh, there is also uh, dugin uh, modifier for the defender uh, you can have a modifier if you are standing on the river yeah uh, uh, there's also a morale modifier uh, experience modifier mm. uh, of course uh, 
different units have different attacks and defenses so your know, unit type you know yeah, different yeah. Unit types will have different i maybe i mentioned this i i don't remember <laughs> uh co commanders <coughs> excuse me uh commanders uh, modify uh, attack and defense and it can be either the that uh, the, the they uh, modify just their unit or maybe you know they have a s sort of like a, a synergy uh skill that uh uh, works only if two commanders have the same skill or uh, if if they uh, have some tendency to uh, better work as a team um, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it uh, maneuver, uh, maneuver. Mm. Uh, is also a factor so uh, uh i wanted to uh, show that uh, for example you know if you have a plane that is similar to zero uh Right, Japanese fighter yeah. versus, for example, BF uh, 110, right? right, which is uh, very heavily armed, yeah. but was losing all the uh, dogfights in 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 World War Two, right, 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 just because it had low maneuverability, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, th these are these are the factors. Uh, okay, uh, you can you can be in the trenches, but that. Uh, in, uh, uh, adds the uh, dug in bonus. Uh, mm. Minefields are not uh, always present. <laughs> um, so, what uh, you're saying is then that you're taking the base level, you're right, there's two numbers. And then, depending on the condition and the situation, the unit type, what it's doing, where it is, what type of day it is, all these variables are then thrown into the mix and they're created modifiers. And then once all these modifiers shake down, the two numbers are compared and they're smashed together. <laughs> and yeah, and then you randomize a bit. And you right. randomize a bit because of there could be something weird happen. Like someone like really does, you know, there's better fighters than other, like one or two, I don't know, anything, you know. Could have a great lieutenant, the, the company commander, that, or not company, you know, uh, yeah, company sort of leader, uh, captain, if you like, suddenly breaks through and does an incredible thing we've all seen band of brothers and that happens, yeah exactly yeah. exactly so it, it, happens. it happens a lot uh so yeah that's and that's all i got from it because again going back to the tabletop experience they do that too but nowhere yeah. near as in level of depth because you can that's the strength of the medium of making video games because if you try to and people do try to simulate that in analog form it becomes rather difficult because each turn can be quite long as you look through yeah. many charts and then cross-reference those charts to another chart and it becomes a bit tedious so you've done away with all of that and said yeah i can go into all this level of detail but all you're doing is moving that icon over to that one and off it goes and it just does its thing and you know i mean you don't have to worry about it you do know what's really powerful is you know it's true. You know you've taken into account all those things that you want them flanking, attacking from higher ground, all that in all that stuff. You know, in, are you in a forest? Therefore, you've got cover. All that stuff is there, and that's really, I really was happy to see that. Rather than thinking, you know, this the forest is just a bit of uh, decoration. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> and that's, that, I appreciate that. Okay, thank you. So, my next question is this: um, aspects of Klotz and Panzer battles, and the way it's presented, is somewhat abstract. For example, the 
country of Spain is actually quite small, <laughs> as it's represented <laughs> in the game. In reality, it's vast. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, 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 manu- the moving of, you know, these hexes take over large tracts of land. And there's some, you know, uh, shortcuts it's- being made to simulate the concept of what's going on here. Really, these battles occurred in a tiny bit of space. If you actually had these hexes in reality, there'll be thousands of them. And it'll be, you know, it'll be true. Just, it'll be awful. So, how have you found that balance between representing reality to as a model versus what actually happened? How have you found that, you know, making sure that what you represent there is relatively realistic without, you know, like I said, grinding it down into something? That's hard to comprehend. Uh, that's uh, again uh, amazing question. It was um, I really spent a lot of time uh, both uh, thinking about it and you know fighting to to make it right. Actually, surprising amount of time mm. uh, when we uh, um, you know uh, started. Uh, uh, I, I had this vision that you know uh, we we will be very strict. You know that uh, hex will be ten kilometers, and everything, uh, all the ranges and everything will be uh, scaled accordingly. You know, right. so if the cannon has a thirty kilometer range, it's uh, three hexes and three stuff hexes. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it simply didn't work. No. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, first, uh, uh, d- what's surprising is the scale of World War II. You know, uh, uh, some uh, operations that, uh, that were uh, very famous included a surprisingly uh, uh, little amount of uh, divisions, you know. So you, you had, for example... Uh, German attack on uh, uh, low countries, right? Uh, Belgium, Ardennes and stuff. And it included on both sides something like uh, 300 divisions, you know, 260 divisions, something like that. Yeah. And uh, you had uh, invasion of Crete that was something like two or three divisions. Yeah. And you simply can't, uh, it's very hard to, you know, um, make uh, meaningful uh, scales of, uh, in terms of which units you will use. Will it be divisions, corps, corps, uh, uh, brigades, you know, uh, that's one choice. And also, the uh, as you said, you know, Spain is vast. It yeah. could be yeah. thousands of hexes. So uh, we had to, at some point, uh, simply uh, do it a bit more abstract. Yeah, you know? what, so, I mean, you learned from the greatest, didn't you? You learned from Sid. He did that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did that. And, I mean, the uh, continents were reduced down to little boxes. It's absurd when you think about it, but that's okay. Because yeah. one of the oldest games, of course, is chess. Again, I'll mention that again. That's abstract. It is a battle. But yeah. it's just... It's actually just two patterns smashing against each other. But it's still a battle with set rules and things can do certain things and others can't. Uh, and, uh, but what you've done is... Uh, it's just, I just think it's really... You've got that balance just right. You've, you've, I hope. I, that... you, I, I think so. Because you can recognise... Yeah. 
the, the places and the towns and they're in the right location ish relative to each other. And you've got that kind of like you can see the compromises made, but not to the point where undermines the experience. It, it detaches exactly. you exactly. Yeah, 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 that's spot on. Uh, really, yeah. uh, at 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 the end, exactly. That, that's uh, uh, you know, I had to. Uh, I was you know uh, banging my head against the wall. You know how to do it, how yeah. to uh, yeah. you know uh, present it, and in the end, exactly what you said. Uh, just you know, take the battle. Uh, make a story out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, so what were they trying to accomplish? How did they accomplish it? Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, make a map design that simply uh, uh, sort of like makes the player uh, relieve that story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you, yes. Madrid's not quite the right place. Gibraltar's not quite in the right place. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. You know, it's but there. Just go. Exactly. If the feeling is right, uh, if you have the same feeling as the general that was actually leading the operation, you know, if you uh, uh, feel um, inclined to do the same uh, choices, yeah. then then you you, may, you did your job as a, as a game designer, I think. The maps they were using weren't quite right anyway. <laughs> to, yeah. to, 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 you know, they weren't because they didn't have the technology we have now. You know, it's just... Yeah. But uh, they're pretty good, don't get me wrong, but not quite as, you know. So my last question, and I touched on it at the beginning when I was talking about the game uh, and uh, what is uh, Clots and Panzer Battles, what is it? And I want to talk about the resources and what you earn because you start off with, you know, in order to secure platoons and units... You must, you must ask for them as a general. Like, I need this. Why? I just look, if I don't, I'm not going to secure this. You got enough. Look at the, you got three battalions. What's wrong with you? Well, I need a fourth. You're not going to get one. And there's that that whole argument, that whole, you know, having to, you know, wiring HQ and say I need a deployment of whatever. You know, I need a bomber. I need a transport plane. I, I need tanks or something. And you've modelled that in a way that you've actually created a currency called influence. This is a thing that you say. I earn this influence by not being terrible. <laughs> I earn. I earn. You know, basically, the more successful I am, the greater influence I gain. And therefore, when I ask for something, I am now going to get it. Because I earned it. So I want to ask, how did this come about? Was it always there? Or was it something that evolved as the game was designed? Um, I, I really can't uh, take credit for that. It was no. uh, also present in uh, Panzer General. You know? okay. I uh, sort of like wanted to uh, give it a bit more life than there. You know, there... Uh, you you need to have uh, numbers, so it it needs to function in a, in a way that is uh, similar to money, you know. But I uh, tried to add a few more um, um, uh, how would I say parts of the game, you know, mm -hmm. that uh, maybe 
uh, give it more life and uh, sort of give it more sense, you know. So, for example, you can use that influence to uh, speed up uh, introduction of some uh, tank that you will need, uh, get more units. Uh, uh, there are some uh, general and commander skills that uh, influence uh, how much how much influence you get, and uh, those are also connected to you know sort of like. Uh, you, the actual influence you would have in, in the HQ, and uh, you know, you probably noticed that uh, you can you can have a, you know something like a brown noser where you <laughs> you know just are very good at uh, sucking up and uh, you know getting what you need. So I, I tried to give it a sort of like more um, uh, how to say visibility, mm. but. It came from uh, Panzer General, you know. Okay, they, so they, there's, they... there's no shame in that at all. You know why? Why? You know, copy from the greatest, and but you've definitely added your own spin to it by adding, you know, the generals having their own characteristics and and stuff, and they can then, uh, you can they can play a certain style, and they they can do certain they strength strong in some aspects and weak in others. But I just really like the idea of like um, having this resource that you have to earn by just being successful and not being an idiot. Or not such an idiot, yeah. it's bad way, bad way, but just not seeing what what was obvious. Like, why, why are you... Because what, what's quite common when I do a bad decision, just speaking for myself, is I find myself overstretching. Because you... Right. You, it's just like, I, they're just up the hill. They're just up... They're just like three hexes away. I better just... If I just get these troops who are really tired, by the way, <laughs> I was just just a secure position. There, there was nothing possibly go wrong. All of a sudden, you know, the the, the town they're about to take over suddenly, there's all these extra units come popping out of it. I didn't know they were there, and like, <laughs> oh really? You know, and that was all on me. That's you know, it was all on me. Um, uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, Klotzen comes exactly from that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what how how you would call it a rule or or something. You know, Klotzenichlekern actually means um, if your uh, troops are not uh, overwhelmingly strong and ready, yeah, you will you will just sort of you know uh, knock on the door, you know, yeah, and yeah. you will just exhaust both yourself and the enemy, yeah, you know? yeah, and. You need to really wait until you are ready. Yes, uh, uh, much stronger, and then just one big punch. Yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Well, Klotzen Panzer Battles is developed by Maxim Games. It's a great name. Thank you. Where's it come Thank from? You. Um, uh, you mean Maxim Games or? Yeah, Maxim Games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's actually uh, my uh, grandfather's uh, nickname. Oh, there you go. Yeah, his his father was a uh, gunsmith. Oh, right. In the village, right? And um, uh, for some reason, uh, they uh, everybody in the village just called him Maxim by the Maxim gun. All right. There you go. Right. Nice. And I, I thought that you know it was a both nice connection and you know remembrance. So yeah, lovely. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. Great story. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, sorry. Klotzen Panzer uh, Battles is developed by Maxim Games. Now tell us what platforms is it available on? Uh, 
Um, it's uh, written in Java, so uh, theoretically it can be uh, quickly uh, moved to uh, Android and iOS, mm. but uh, currently it's only on uh, Windows, although... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it can uh, be played uh, with Proton, so uh, Linux systems as well. Excellent, excellent. That's really good to hear. Um, well, there we are, Zoran. It's been great having you on the show. Uh, thank you. It's been really great experience. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, you're more than welcome to come back and chat about what next you're working on, whatever it may be. I don't know, might be Midway. That's another theatre. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know, what what, what, what do you call it? Maybe Vietnam. There you go. Although that was a police action, not a war. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in all seriousness, no, really, really, really illuminating to talk about an extraordinary game. You don't often get these type of games on the Sausage Factory, so it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you. Uh, pleasure is same here. Thank you for this. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, caneandrinse.com.